0: ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and
1: more. And through it all
2: We'll play the way we want to With Big Edge Pasta glue. Whether I'm right or wrong It's Big Edge Ball So you can keep your pasticino Christian grows. cause everywhere we go, I'm
1: loving big and instead. Guess I'm a Spurs fan now, then. That's Robbie Williams getting in on the Ange Postacoglu Love In. When the Aussie took over Tottenham in June, fans were sceptical of the unknown manager coming from the Scottish Leagues. And those doubts turned to dread when star striker Harry Kane left and joined Bayern Munich three days before the Premier League season started. We are only three matches into that season and for Spurs fans, the turnaround has been swift. They've gone from Who to Big Ange Postacoglu. Today we're going to look at this like a relationship, Ange and Tottenham. It's new and the fun is dialed up to 11. But is this just the honeymoon phase or will it last? I'm Poppy Penny and this is ABC Sport Daily. Alex Conrad is a football writer for Fox Sports and host of the Fox Football Podcast. Alex, today we're going to go all in on the Ange love in. It's taken all of three matches, but the Tottenham fans have dropped the L-bomb. Can you talk to me about the level of love we are seeing here for the Aussie manager?
0: it is certainly an and love fest over in north london it's just been fantastic to see how swept up the whole fan base and club has become in sort of And mania really
2: yeah police for the players and um, yeah, absolutely delighted for the fans you know they were outstanding today right from the first minute the the atmosphere they created
0: it's sort of yeah it's been something that's followed him at, at celtic and now at spurs but on a much grander scale given how big the premier league is compared to the Scottish Premiership, but I'm loving it as Spurs fans are, as most Australian football fans are.
1: So we know that they love him and I want to know why they love him. What is Ange bringing to the club that has fans hot under the collar?
0: It's a mix of multiple things. Obviously, you've got the, the on-field product where it's such a attacking, sort of ferocious style of play, which has not really been there for Tottenham under the past few managers. So I think in that it's just a welcome change, even before he's sort of kicked a ball and before the season's really gone through. So that's been a massive thing, but also it's his press conferences and the way he, he talks. He's such a incredible orator. We
2: stayed really clear-headed through that early part of the game, were brave when we needed to be, uh, kept the game simple, and that helped us, I thought, just get control of the game and sort of play the game in the the manner we want to.
0: I don't know how he does it, but or how no other manager has been able to do it quite like Ange has. There's a phrase in football where it's, you know, the manager just gets the fans, but this is one where it actually really does seem like he gets the fans. It's the way he talks in press conferences. It's the way he brings people along for the journey with him. I think it's with, you know, compared to the other two managers they had previously in Jose Mourinho and Antonio Conte, they sort of act as if taking the, the Tottenham job was almost a favour, as if it was beneath them. But with Ange, it, it's such a big opportunity for him and, and for Australian football, and that he, he's the guy that's been tasked with leading this club. And I think he's just grateful for the opportunity that you know, a club's seen his value and, and, and decided to take a chance on him. And so far, it's, it's really paid off.
2: Full-time whistle blows, and Tottenham remain unbeaten for their new coach, Ange Postacoglu. It finishes Bournemouth nil. Tottenham 2.
1: Are you surprised by how quickly fans jumped on, though? I'm more surprised at
0: how quickly the results have sort of happened because we we saw at Celtic where there's a lot of scepticism about, you know, this guy's an Aussie manager in Japan. Why is Celtic a a big club in Scotland and even in Europe going for him? And then there was a a video, I think it was in pre-season, where he had this infamous catchphrase of we never stop and he was yelling that at his players in pre-season.
2: Just get it into your heads. We
0: never stop. We never
2: stop. We'll stop at half time and we'll stop at the end of the game when we celebrate. But during the game, we don't stop. If the opposition wants to stop, that's good for us. We'll f- and take advantage of it.
0: And that sort of just became a massive hit with the Celtic fans. And they all said, oh, it's a manager who really gets us. That picked up very quickly. The results at Celtic were a little bit slow, but once they picked up, they were unstoppable under Ange. And at Tottenham, it's kind of surprising because they've won all three, oh, they've won two games and drawn one, sorry. Which is, I guess, a bit more impressive and a faster start than most expected, and and he's also been, you know, really not combative in press conferences, but the rhetoric that he uses just aligns with fans in yeah such a way that no other manager really can.
2: They're obviously, a key part of this, you know, we, we we need their energy, and I thought they were outstanding again today. And what we've sort of embarked on, it's not going to be easy, and we've got a hell of a long way to go. But you know, if we've got, you know, the, the The people who are most important to this football club, the supporters behind us, that helps and, you know, that's our way of giving back.
1: When Harry Kane announced three days before the Premier League season began that he would be moving to Bayern Munich, Spurs fans basically went into meltdown. How has Postacoglu managed to smooth over this early bump in their relationship from an attacking perspective?
0: I think, in, in a way, Anne spoke about how he was beginning to plan for life without Kane. Yeah,
2: well, I mean, that's it's part of life, mate. It's part of a football career.
0: I think it was just because there was such a high likelihood. It was it almost felt as if it was going to happen and it, it was like a pretty emotional breakup for Spurs fans considering how long Harry Kane had been at the club and what he'd meant. But it's just picked up where Tottenham have left off almost and they haven't really looked as if they needed Kane. Obviously, Richarlison up front is he's a decent striker but he's not really the player that's going to take tottenham to the next level he's struggled to convert chances he doesn't look as if he's really in line with postacoglu's sort of way of playing and he's yeah he struggled up top but it's it's sort of just come from the midfield that's really really driven this team forward they've they've gone under a little bit of a revolution there's players from last season's midfield that are now on the bench uh pierre emile Holyberg is one of them he's pretty much been cast aside They've got these two midfielders, Pape Mate Sart and Yves Basuma, who are really sort of pulling the strings at the back and dishing the play out everywhere all over the park. But it's really James Madison. Sarr
2: looks for Madison and Tottenham take the lead. That was a wonderfully worked move. The new look Tottenham. James Madison celebrates his first Tottenham goal and he gives Ange Postacoglu's team the early lead of the Vita...
0: Who they signed in the summer for £40 million pounds from Leicester City that's been an absolute star in this team and really been key to to helping Tottenham play that beautiful attacking brand of football that Postecoglou knows and loves.
2: $45 million bargain, pound bargain. I don't know what world you live in, mate, right? but uh... <laughs> I know what you mean. Relatively, so, yeah. I know. Him. Look, he's look. I, there was wasn't anyone happier than me when we got him. Yeah, you know, I was delighted. And to be fair, I, I, I've even sort of not. I wouldn't say surprised, but I'm overjoyed at the footballer I've got. You know, just the and, and you know just the way he's embraced the whole club.
1: He's a typically understated guy, as you've said. You know, he's happy to sit with the media, but half of his press conferences, you wouldn't know if they've won or lost just by judging by his demeanour. How is he handling, do you think, the transition from the Scottish Leagues to the Premier Leagues?
0: For Ange, I think it's just business as usual. He almost sort of relishes these press conferences and the I don't know if you can say it's a battle almost, but just the the way he can just interact and have a bit of fun with journalists. I'm not your uh, weekly reviewer or recommender. Mate, do your own research, mate. Last week when he talked about how he's not a re- weekly reviewer podcast, just a week after he was talking about some podcast, he just embraces it all. And it's, it's something that we don't really see from many Premier League managers. And I think the fact that he's just enjoying it, and he just loves it. He just laps it up. And as he said, he's very sort of nonchalant. He's very calm. You never really seem to get too animated or angry or overly excited, so it's a, he's a sort of interesting cat in that sense. But it's it's yeah, it, it really does resonate with just football fans in general the way he talks.
2: Yeah, no, it's it's exactly what you said. It's three games into a 38-game year, so uh, good start, but plenty to do.
1: You talk about him keeping his cool, but we know that Tottenham is a serial data. He's the fourth full-time manager since 2021. How much thought do you think Postacoglu is giving that?
0: I think for him it's just the case of getting a chance. I mean, I don't think he was too fussed about who gave him that chance or or to an extent. I mean, obviously he would want to choose a club where it's the right roster that he can work with, the right setup, the right fan base, the right owner. But I think there would have been a sense that, you know, if, if a Premier League club came calling and it was the right opportunity, he would have taken it with both hands. But with, yeah, with Spurs, I don't think it's, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a weird one because the owner is uh, very, very notorious for the way he can be with managers and the lack of funds he can give at times. He's been a little bit more relaxed with that now. Yeah, Daniel Levy is, he's a, he's a chairman who's a notoriously difficult negotiator, which can be frustrating. We've seen managers in the past not directly take a swipe at Levy and, and name him directly in the press conferences, but there's been a few, a few sort of... Uh, and it's the word we love to say is a sports a the thinly veiled swipe. That's often been a, <laughs> a bit of a play from managers uh, when it comes to Daniel Levy. But Ang, he's, he's just got on well with him and seeing Kumbaya holding hands and it's happy days.
1: That relaxed Aussie demeanour is maybe helping him out here. Ange has said himself that the style that Tottenham play is high intensity.
2: The, the way we play takes a lot out of us. So we'll make some changes, but we're making changes because we want to win the game.
1: So we know it's been a hot start. We know the fans are on board. But what I want to know from you, Alex, is is this just a honeymoon phase or is this going to last and be more of a happily ever after?
0: How I would love for it to be the latter, It's it almost seems too good to be true at the moment because of just how good it's been that the fans are singing his name. The style of play is, there's obviously still a few tweaks to happen and it's not perfect. There are still moments where Tottenham look very vulnerable, especially defensively. And even in attack as well, it can be a little bit stuttering at times, but... Just the fact that it's caught on so quickly, especially the on-field product, which is what, what's most important, and the results have been there so far. I mean, they beat Manchester United, who had a very good back end to the season last year.
2: And a crescendo of applause around the stadium as the final whistle is blown.
0: Harry who They beat them 2-0, and that was a, a quite a convincing performance uh, that I think won over a lot of doubters. Uh, and that was also Tottenham's home opener, so there was a fantastic atmosphere. I I would love to say it's going to be happily ever after, but it does feel that this is sort of the honeymoon phase, and if results start to dip, the pressure will be on because that's just what the Premier League is. The fans will be much more vocal. The media, the tabloids over there are much more ruthless and ferocious in the way they report, and once things can start to turn a little bit, they will go after Poster especially considering he's an Aussie. He doesn't really have many sort of friends in the English media in terms of not being an ex-player, um, which could count against him. But fingers crossed, it never comes to that, at least not this season.
1: We know the tough stuff in relationships often comes after this honeymoon period. Alex Conrad, it's going to be fun regardless. Thanks so much for your time.
0: No worries. Thank you very much, Poppy.
1: Headlines, and I'm sure you're familiar with the Spanish women's football saga by now, but here are the latest developments. Firstly, suspended Spanish football chief Luis Rubiales has refused to resign from his position despite being asked to. Secondly, Spanish prosecutors have announced they would be opening a preliminary investigation into his actions after the World Cup final. They say his kiss with Jenny Hermoso could constitute an offence of sexual assault because she said it was not consensual. Thirdly, and the one thing that no one had on their bingo card, was Ruby Aulay's mother locking herself in a church and going on a hunger strike in protest of the quote-unquote witch hunt against her son. Heck. Tennis and day one of the US Open was a mixed bag for the Aussies. Alexi Poprin, Olivia Gadecki, Kimberly Birrell and Storm Hunter all bowed out. But it was better news for Rinky Hijikata, Aya Tomlanovic and Daria Saville, who will have to beat world number one Iga Swiatek to go through to the third round at Flushing Meadows. And for Hijikata, the win was bittersweet, having heard post-match the news of a shooting at the University of North Carolina, where he spent two years.
0: So, yeah, first and foremost, I just want to... You know, send my thoughts and, and prayers to everyone back in Chapel Hill because uh, not something you want to see. And yeah, what's happened there is a lot bigger than, than my tennis match here today.
1: And finally, some history being made in the NRL this weekend with Belinda Sharp and Casey Badger becoming the first females to officiate a men's match under the single referee system. Sharp will referee the Sea Eagles taking on the West's Tigers on Friday and Badger will take the reins as the Titans clash with the Bulldogs on Sunday. I'm Poppy Penny and this is ABC Sport Daily, produced by Declan Byrne. And I know that Ange said he's not a podcast reviewer, but the good news is you can be. You can rate and review this very podcast. Exciting, five stars, etc. Thanks to Optus Sport, Celtic FC and Tottenham's newest fan, Robbie Williams, for the extra audio used in this episode. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.